We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're watching or listening to this, you are listening to the first ever episode of the Dice It Up show with myself, Daniel Mattia, and the Ice Young, or government name, Isis Young. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Isis, how are we feeling today? I'm good. I'm just chilling, man. Um, really excited about the W starting and just opening weekend and getting to cover these teams, this league. Um, but otherwise, I'm great. How are you? Doing phenomenal. Uh, the show has been in, in talks for you know a few weeks, maybe even a month now, and uh, so excited to be doing it with you. We'll get into your background uh, to give our listeners and viewers insight into who you are because you uh, you have quite the resume. <laughs> Me, not as not as much, but uh, I'll quickly touch on myself real quick. Dan Omataya, government name Daniel. I guess I can say that too. <laughs> yeah, uh, at the government. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dan Omataya, I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. Big Houston Comets fan. Uh, if you can see by my background, I was a big James Harden fan. Uh, was? Not well, is. Was. Um, you know, you know, I mean, I'll, he's always got a piece of my heart. Okay. Okay. Love uh, it. <laughs> really got into covering women's basketball through, honestly, uh, betting on women's basketball. Hmm. Uh, Love data and analytics. Found out about her hoop stats. Got in touch with Aaron Barzilai, the founder. Found out I love even covering women's basketball even more. Then started interviewing some coaches in the last year, some players. And uh, next thing you know, uh, Aaron finds me one of the coolest co-hosts in the world. Uh, and Ice Young, I live in Manhattan, New York, in the Upper East Side. You can catch me at a lot of Liberty games. Mm -hmm. uh, former D3 Hooper at Southwestern University. Uh, you know, obviously, let's let's throw that in there. But we're about <laughs> to get into somebody who's got some uh some real hoop stature nothing against d3 just uh 
uh, doesn't really compare to to you, Ice. So, Ice, let's give a nah, let's We can't say that. You know what? Because D3 counts. Like, the percentage of people who play high school sports and don't play after college. So, D1, 2, 3, NAIA, they all count. Uh, I just want to ask you, like, what was your game? Like, if we go play one-on-one right now, what am I expecting? Um, you know, a little cheat sheet real quick. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, the game I had – back in college was simply do whatever coach wanted so I can get my face on the floor and get attention. That's all I cared about. Uh, so in that sense, I was literally like a D3 PJ Tucker. I mean, I, I was an undersized four. We ran a Princeton offense. So I was like a guard on offense, but I would guard somebody six, seven, six, eight every night. Body took a beating. Uh, yeah. Some nights I shoot the ball one time. Some nights I shoot it seven. Uh always throwing backdoor passes. And then uh, you fast forward to now, I try as little as I can on defense and shoot the ball as much as I can because that's what's fun. There you go. It's all about fun. Absolutely. Um, Hey, everyone. I'm Ice. Um, Good to be here. Excited to be here with Dano and her hoop stats. Um, Super excited. I think we're going to have so much fun on this podcast. Um, I am from Berlin, New Jersey, um, small town, like right outside of Philly. Um, I come from a sports family. Both my parents played three sports in high school. Um, mother played basketball in college. Um, my brother plays professional soccer over in Germany. My sister plays college soccer at Post University in Connecticut, uh, about an hour from Mohegan. Um, I just finished my first season overseas playing in Greece, uh, which was awesome. Phenomenal. Um, yes, I was at the beach like every other week. Uh, it was great. Um, long college story, but, um, in one sentence, I went to college for seven years at four different schools and tore my ACL twice, but I'm still here. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the short run of it. Yeah. So, uh, what what were those schools uh you know definitely we have probably have some fans from some of those schools as well so they probably already know you um <laughs> and then i have a second question uh was it the same acl or was it both yes same acl i'll ask the, the one in the back uh same acl um so i've got two nice little cute scars on my right knee um yeah um colleges okay i started at the university of florida Um, when I went there my first year, I had torn my ACL after high school. And so I registered my first year, played the second year, but like freshman minutes, um, decided to leave, want to be closer to home, um, and find a different style of play. Um, so I went to Syracuse, which is my college home. Uh, I became me. I feel like at Syracuse, um, or the me that I know now, a lot of that is a credit to Syracuse, um, personally and professionally basketball wise. Um, yeah, so I spent three years at Syracuse, um, which is great. I got my master's degree from Newhouse, uh, which is where I kind of found my love for broadcasting. Um, and then after Syracuse, I had one more year as a grad. Um, and so I went to Fordham University, um, transferred there as a grad transfer. Uh, first two weeks of practice there, I tore my ACL again. Um, uh, extremely devastated. I think devastated was like the only word I could find to even describe what was going on. Um, but that year really gave me the chance to get into broadcasting. I, um, worked at a lot of local schools, um, in NYC, like Columbia, Manhattan college, FDU over in Jersey. Um, and I worked as an analyst and sideline reporter, um, men's and women's basketball, um, was on ESPN plus a lot for Fordham. So 
and then also did radio and traveled with the men's and women's team at Fordham. Um, so I was calling anywhere from like two to four games a week. Um, and then really just going to rehab and going to physical therapy and, and trying to come back. So um, it wasn't until halfway through my year that I decided, okay, I'm going to come back. Like I'm going to make it, I'll be all right. Um, but it was just a really great year, just professionally for me um, to get into it uh, while I'm still in school. Um, and so I decided to play again, uh, couldn't stay at Fordham. They didn't have any more scholarships that year. Um, had a lot of freshmen that were already coming in. And so I went to Siena college, um, which I guess I could say is like my second college home. Um, I had a really good basketball season, you know, it was COVID year. So we only played 15, 16 games. Um, but I, you know, finished as a leading scorer in the Mac, um, really loved my coach. I have a, a close relationship with her. Um, and just grew as a player and just got my confidence back, felt like, okay, I can do it. Um, I can go through two ACLs and a whole bunch of schools and sitting for a few years. Um, and then I went overseas and uh, my overseas season was good. Um, didn't win as many games as I wanted to, but that happens. Um, went through all the overseas ups and downs of players leaving and getting new coaches and this and that, uh, but still had a really good year. Um, finished as a leading scorer on my team. Um, and just grew, I feel like, honestly, just grew. Um, and so I'm just excited about going back. I really just hope that my body holds up for as long as it can, because um, I, I, I want to play for the next five to seven years if I can do it. So, yeah. Dang, that's, uh, that is a journey. <laughs> a journey, nonetheless. <laughs> and, uh, and it's still going. And one of the coolest uh, parts, I mean, you, you touched on it a bit about getting into the media and broadcasting aspect of your, uh, I guess, sparking that passion while at Fordham. Uh, for those who don't know, Ice is now the color commentator for the Connecticut Sun. So when you're not listening to her here, you can catch her on all the games that are not, not nationally televised. I'm so pumped to, to hear you call games. Uh, I feel like I want to give you like a random uh, catchphrase to throw out just to <laughs> just know that you're thinking about uh, the show at least. But uh, so how excited are you for for starting that part? Uh, we're oh. actually in the W uh, in the W. Um, so excited, honestly. Um, you know, I, I think when I went overseas, one of the things that I thought about um, it was just, you know, broadcasts. Like, what do I do? You know, I've done so much already in school and now I'm finally not in school, but I'm spending eight months in a different country. Um, and so. Uh, when the sun reached out to me, um, it was just kind of like perfect. It was like, okay, like I can go overseas and play for as long as I want. And then I can come back during the summer and I can call the W from May to August. Um, and it just fit. Um, and, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm in South Jersey, so it's not a crazy commute to Connecticut. Um, the team is a very good team to cover. I mean, they the best, you know, record in the league the last year. Um, in the last five years, they've been the best team. Uh, in terms of wins and, and their record. And so they're like due for a championship. Uh, and so I'm hoping that yeah. like I can come help and bring that honestly. Um, but I'm just super excited to be, you know, with that team, with the franchise and cover this league. I think, you know, if it wasn't, you know, getting a gig for women's college basketball, um, this is the next thing that I would have wanted. And so I'm, I'm just blessed about it, honestly. So, so cool. I mean, and it works out with the timing so you can keep playing uh, so it feels like, uh, for you, you never really get a break. <laughs> nope. Um, no, but you know what though? I'm used to it, Dana, honestly. Um, you know, just with, you know, being in college for seven years and 
doing master's programs for three of those years. Uh, I don't really know what a break is, you know, um, but I, I make sure to take care of myself, take the mental breaks when I can. Um, I spent a couple of extra days after my season ended in Greece and like really enjoyed being in Greece and being a tourist and, you know, meeting up with some friends. So um, I, I feel ready, you know, I'm just like now like a rookie again, like I just finished a rookie basketball season and now I'm like a rookie analyst and I just want to get into it. Um, and cover this team and, and so excited about traveling with the team too. I think that's something that normally, you know, you really don't experience a lot and it's new for the W. And so I'm just excited about going on the road, experiencing these different teams, seeing some old teammates that I have that are on different teams. Um, I, I think it'll be a fantastic summer and I'm really just looking forward to it. So cool. So cool. I, I don't think people understand how much goes into uh, color commentating either. Like the amount of research. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know I struggle with pronunciation. Uh, good thing her hoof stats has the pronunciation tool. Um, 100%. But like I, I was talking to somebody who, who does it for just, uh, I want to say it's the, uh, I want to say it's just Marquette basketball, mm-hmm. like just does and only does radio. Yeah. And the amount of, of stat nuggets, the, the names, how they've been trending, uh, just always being on, um, take so much preparation. So, uh, I, I can understand what, what goes into that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not easy, you know, but when you love the product that you're covering, um, and you're familiar with some of them, um, you know, for example, like Jocelyn Willoughby the other day, she's a guard plays for New York Liberty. Um, she's a friend of mine. Like we grew up in the same AAU program. I remember her guarding me in scrimmages because she was on the younger team and I was on the older team. And so I'm like thinking like, I don't have to do much prep about Joss. You know, I know she went to Virginia. I know she had a great career there. Like I know where she is now and how she developed her game. So I think I have a couple of those stories throughout the league. Um, And so it just makes it so much more fun to cover people that, you know, people that you believe in, people that look like you um, and a really good product. And then I think the best part is just this league, you know, trying to grow the league. The league is as old as I am, you know, going into its 26th season just started. And so it's like there's still so much growth that needs to happen. And I think broadcasters and the product that we put on TV can really help with that. Um, and so I, I think it's more yeah. of a bigger reason for me to like go out and, and really do a good job to represent the league, you know? Yeah. Don't put too much pressure on yourself now. Okay? <laughs> I will try my best. We'll see after the first. I'll let you know after the first game how I feel. I'll probably be mid halftime and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to start a new like segment on the show. Like, where did ISIS screw up? Um, <laughs> No, no, I'm sure you're going to be, be absolutely amazing. Uh, so, I mean, this, this first Connecticut Sun game, uh, Connecticut Sun game, we won't, uh, we'll just jump right into kind of the recap with that. Cause yeah. you, you basically uh, didn't color commentate that one cause it was nationally televised, yeah. but I'm sure because you are a responsible uh, <laughs> member of the Sun media, I'm sure you watched the game uh, as a gambling man, the summer favored, by five and a half points and I think the the New York Liberty did what they did last year get off to a really hot start uh but I didn't expect it against this team and against uh, you know coach Kurt Miller the MVP what did uh what was the biggest takeaway for you in this first game yeah I was gonna say first um a credit to New York you know they played without Benajah Laney all-star from last year they played without Dee Dee Richards who we're gonna get into later Um, and so I I think without those two other players really had to step up. Um, but Sabrina Nescu, you know, we're seeing like a healthy Sabrina, uh, and a healthy Sabrina comes with 25 points. 
uh, and very timely points. If you go back and watch that game, I've watched it twice. And just every time she made a bucket, the bucket was needed. Um, so I, I give a lot of credit to them, I think, for just how they played the game. But really the, the main thing, Dana, was just points off turnovers. And, you know, both teams had 16 points, uh, uh, sorry, 16 turnovers, and New York converted that to 31 points. Wow. Uh, and and that, is, that is the story of the game, uh, honestly. And you mm-hmm. have to give a credit to them for just scoring in transition. Um, Natasha Howard had a really good game. She was matched up with John Quill Jones the whole time, which was a fun matchup to watch. Uh, but you honestly got to say she won the matchup. Um, yeah. Got the ball well from three and just really was super solid for her team. Yeah, I mean, you think about those two players are very similar. Like, yeah. it's a phenomenal matchup. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see them play again. Uh, but, yeah, I can't say enough about Natasha Howard's defense. Like, just all over the place with John Quill Jones. I think she had, I want to say, 10 points in the first quarter. And then, yeah. uh, I, you know, you check, like, midway through the third, she's only at 13. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, uh, just having to work that hard as the – you know, reigning MVP uh, cannot be fun. Um, so, I mean, Sandy Brandello's, you know, new system, getting a win on on night one, especially at home, is, is definitely good for uh, the overall energy of the team. They have, a, they have a tough matchup coming up against, I think, Chicago Sky this week. Mm. Uh, but, of course, they're also going to get healthier, getting Laney back. Uh, and then I think the only player who's still overseas is Rebecca Allen. Yeah. Uh, so that was one thing that the Sun – are missing is some players overseas so yeah we you know Duana Bonner uh still working her way back um her team is I, I believe right now in the semifinals overseas I think in the Turkish league uh and so there's no um ETA on, on when she'll <laughs> be back um and then Courtney Williams um you know WBA all-star um back with the sun after spending two years in Atlanta um she is out for one more game suspension and then she'll come back um and and I personally I think when Courtney comes back it will change the game um you know the sun has talked about just playing more in transition yeah, uh, yeah. which is her bread and butter um and she's someone that can create her own shot she did she needs nothing but the ball and a little bit of room to operate um, and so I think they were missing those two a lot, um, but still without those two, I, I think that they should have been able to pull it out. Um, but you know what losses this early against a team in New York, like you talked about, who was well coached in a new system with good players. It's fine. You, you know, you live and you learn um, and you learn from it and you move on. Um, they've got LA this weekend, which I will be on the call for, which I'm so excited about. Um, and LA is looking good. So, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's early. Um, you learn from those losses and you move on, but I think there were definitely some good takeaways. One person I just want to shout out for the sun is Natisha Heideman. Um, you know, didn't start the game, came off the bench, but really just was a spark. Like she made play after play after play. I'm talking about like passes in transition and one scoring into the buzzard, um, breaking down the defense and also causing a couple of steals and turnovers. So I think that she might have her breakout year um, this year. And I think that she could be on the lookout for like six person of the year. I think it'd be between like her and Brianna Jones who come off the bench and really play a big role for them. Um, but I was really impressed with Heidemann's play. Yeah. I mean, I think she kept a minute, honestly. Yes. Like, especially in the third quarter. Yeah. Especially in the third quarter. Yeah. They, they ended up taking a lead there. Uh, I mean, that was uh, probably one of my favorite games of the year. Um, mm. Of course, they're, you know, looking around the league, there are a lot of teams who are missing players due to overseas commitments. Uh, Want to touch on them real quick because I think they're probably not getting a fair shake from 
the media and how they're uh, looked at, but there are some jarring stats that I want to throw out at you. Yeah. You know, the Dallas Wings were one of 18 in the third quarter at home against the Atlanta Dream. Yeah, uh, uh, I feel like that's tough. And, and you, you know, without the overseas commitments, the Wings have some stars. You know, obviously Enrique Gumawale, Marina Mabry, who went off for 20 and had a good game. But, yeah. you know, Isabel Harrison Only good thing. got people who can put the ball in the basket and that are there yeah. uh, and just really seem to struggle in the third quarter. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from Atlanta. Uh, so cool seeing, you know, Ryan Howard, like, yes. out of all the rookies, I, um, I don't want to say, because, I mean, Destiny Henderson also kind of gave me the same vibe, but. Yeah, he just looked and Shakira Austin last night. Oh my god, yeah. uh, we'll get into that for a second. But uh, Ryan Howard just looks so comfortable already. I, I don't want to get like way too ahead of myself, but uh, just super excited for her and that franchise. I think they're it's just a perfect opportunity for them. Yeah, I, I think exactly what you said, it's perfect. I think she's going to a team who needs her, who needs her to step up and play a big role. And I think as soon as she found out she was going to Atlanta, her mindset was to try to prep for that um, because she wasn't going to be demanded of what a normal rookie would be demanded of. Um, she's going to have uh-huh. to play big minutes and be a big role in that team. And I think that she can do it. I agree with you. She looked very poised and comfortable. Um, like she just transitioned from college, you know, like it, it just was no transition. Like I'm just playing against bigger, faster, stronger women now. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, and she's, she's long, uh, but I mean, just pulling from everywhere, uh, worked hard on defense. Yeah. Love to see it. Another, another team who was missing, missing some key pieces and it was really showing, uh, they only scored four points in the second quarter last night was the Minnesota Lynx. Yes. Uh, hard to watch. They, yeah, they struggled. Um, you know, early in the game, I give it to, you know, Washington who just came out in the first half and just dominated. Talk about Natasha cloud. Yo, when she said she's a shooter now, then she's a yeah. shooter. She was four for six from three in the first half, had all of her 19 points in the first half. And so they just jumped on them. It like, wasn't even fair at one point. They just jumped on them. Yeah. Um, but the links did come back, you know, they were able to get it within 10 around the fourth quarter. Um, and kind of finish, you know, with some respect. Um, I think Jessica Shepard for them had a really good. Oh, yeah. She did look good. Yeah. Um, and she's healthy. She's back to being healthy. So we're seeing this now with some of those younger players who are in their second and third year uh, who have, you know, experienced some of those injuries, but now are coming back and they're healthy and they're making a difference. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I also, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Odyssey Sims and I love her game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just the spark that she brings. Like anytime you watch, she's like electric. She's like electric. Yeah, wasn't on a team like a week ago. Uh, So a lot of people were, you know, talking about the decisions that Minnesota made, but seeing her, you know, really prove her point, that's that's always awesome to see. I mean, that team could have just chilled out for the last, you know, uh, last half. I mean, they had no real shot of winning it, but I think they showed some fight and have some good things to build off of. Uh, But watching Shakira Austin be that comfortable, uh, just moving without the ball, I mean, she had some she had some jump shots, some leaners, uh, wasn't afraid of contact against one of the best centers of all time. Uh, makes me really excited for Mystics fans. I know, I know our guy Gabe Ibrahim is, is probably super hyped. I know he had to watch that game and his Miami Heat last night. But big shout out to you and uh, and your Mystics fan. That, that was fun to watch. 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, in terms of way too early rookie of the year predictions, uh, right now for me, it's between Ryan Howard and Shakir Austin um, because they are on teams who I feel like can do well. Especially yeah. the Mystics who have all the pieces when everybody is healthy. We got to pray Elaine Deladon stays healthy. Um, but um, she just was, like you said, fearless going against Sylvia Faust. And I mean, you're going against Sylvia Faust, like not yeah. someone to look at and be like, Okay, I'm going to go in here fearless, but she was, um, you know, she had a double double like 13 and 10. Um, and I think, you know, it's cool. Like that's one of the games she'll remember, you know, when she looks back and she's like, this is how yeah. I started the W like I had a double double against Sylvia Faust um, and earned that. So um, I was super impressed with her play. And I think that the Mystics are going to use her. She's going to be crucial uh, down the line in terms of a post presence and just activity on both ends of the floor. Like she is pure energy. Oh yeah. And going to learn from Elena Deladon, like what a yeah. perfect place. Uh, shout out Maisha Hines Allen. She's super, like, I just feel like she's the strongest player in the league. Like scary. Jersey girls, you know, they, we make them <laughs> tough out here, Nana. We make them pretty tough. <laughs> I respect that. I'm, I'm still learning a lot as a Southern gentleman. Um, <laughs> only my second year here in New York. Uh, yeah. One more step from that uh, Shakira to hype up Shakira Austin uh, some more game high. So Washington and Minnesota game high plus 16 mm. um, as a rookie against, oh my God, just mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give her credit. She came out and hopefully she keeps that up. You know, I know the Mystics are working on load management with Della Don. And so we won't True. see her every game when they play three games in five days, you might see her for two, right? So she can get a break and rest up again and stay healthy. Um, and so Austin and just her productivity is going to be super important to keeping them afloat. Um, and they can't forget Ariel Atkins. I mean, like a pure bucket, uh, just yeah. textbook bucket, you know, anytime, give the ball to her. And I feel like she'll make it happen. Um, but again, they've got really, really, really good pieces. Like yeah. they were one of my surprises of just like watching them being like, yeah. not a surprise when you look at their roster, but then the way that they play and their production, I'm like, man, they are on point. And if they only get better and get dealt on consistently and always healthy, that's a problem. Yeah. A big problem. I, I hate to compare it to like the NBA, uh, mm. but just, I, I feel like I have to say this as, as a former, I mean, not former, I'll always be a Rockets fan, I guess, but uh, Atkins and cloud give me serious hard and Chris Paul vibes when we had like our best season ever. You just have two guards who can just feel like you can get a bucket from at any moment. Yeah. And uh, it's like I, that team is just so fun. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent fun. Um, I'm excited for them. I think that they're going to do some things in the league this year um, and they're really going to impress some folks. Um, and it won't really be shocking the world because when you look at their roster, yeah, you're like, yeah, it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're not going to recap every game. I mean, I know we got a uh, Gabe and Christy on court side. We'll, we'll do that, but uh, it was fun to touch, touch on a little things, but we, we have an awesome interview coming up uh, here in a little bit with the D.D. Richards Cypress's own. So all my Cypress or Houston, Texas people stand up. Uh, how fun was that talk with D.D.? Oh, man. First of all, her personality is just so bubbly, so smiling. Um, she's funny. And we just had a lot of fun. We know we covered a lot of different topics. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for her season. You know, she's coming off of, you know, being the all rookie team last year. Um, being asked to do more at New York this year. And so once she's healthy and gets back on the floor, I'm excited to see how she'll just kind of flourish in that role that she's in. Um, but what a personality. Like, honestly, now that I've met her, been able to talk to her and then following her on social media and all the different things she's got going on and the way she brands herself, like, we love the Powerpuff. We love her. We do. We do. <laughs> I mean, I basically told her I'm committing to 
buy my wife a Powerpuff hoodie. Uh, and, and for those of you who are listening, I really, really encourage you to go check it out on YouTube to where Ice asked Dee Dee about <laughs> the Dijonet foul. Her, her face is priceless. Uh, it is truly priceless. Yeah, so much fun. Um, the controversial call, that's not really controversial, but you know, so much fun. Awesome. Well, hope you guys enjoy this next interview. And we'll be back uh, next week with, with more of Dice It Up. Uh, excited to go on this journey with you, Ice. Same here. Let's get it. We are so excited to have our first guest on Dice It Up, the Dee Dee Richards, the New York guard from the New York Liberty. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, how are you, first of all? How was practice? It was great. Thanks for having me also, but it was great. Um, we did a lot of, you know, getting to know, you know, our new, I mean, our next opponent, which is Connecticut. So it was exciting because it's building up to the first game. Well, I will especially be watching that one. I am the analyst for the Sun this year. Um, so you are on my scout uh, for the next few games. <laughs> Um, Didi, we just want to say, um, you come in so polished. Um, obviously made the all-rookie team last year for WNBA. McDonald's All-American in high school. You had multiple Big 12 academic honors, Big 12 All-Defensive Team, 2020 National Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and I just want to ask you, doing all of that and then coming into your first season, uh, what was kind of the biggest boom that hit you? Um, the biggest boom that hit me, is, I think, which happens every time, like going from high school to college and college to the W, it's just the difference in pace. It really messes with me a little bit and it takes me a while to get adjusted to it. But once I get adjusted to it, it's like, all right, we're good. Like we're rolling now. It takes me a couple games. But like last year, I promise it took till the second half. Like it took till after all-star break. And I was like, oh my God, I'm finally getting it. So it took them a little longer than I expected from NAW. I remember that game in Phoenix or against Phoenix. And I was like, well, DD, like, getting some shine against I mean it was like a different confidence level that hit uh it was definitely late in the year um it was definitely late yeah. I know what game we're talking about it was yeah definitely it was like it, the first half you went absolutely bonkers from three you well for the longest it was like a mind game you know because you go from college to shooting one three your whole career yeah to getting drafted to a team that only shoots threes it was like insane like I'm like okay y'all this is not me but if y'all want it to be me I can figure it out and it was also um a mindset like okay I want to be a better player so how can I you know change my game to be more effective on the offensive end and if shooting was it then I stayed in the gym I, I really became a gym rat I want to say last year it was for that reason because I was not letting that thing fly the first half <laughs> It's all about adapting. And I mean, and that's what's expected of your rookie year, which even makes it more impressive that you made the all rookie team, like going in and knowing that you were going to have to change your game and adapt and still do that. And one of the best rookies in the league at doing that. Um, so kudos to you for that. I, I wanted to ask you, you know, um, WNBA, we know is like the hardest league in the world. I feel like to make a roster spot, uh, sure. but you went to New York, a team that was in the rebuilding stages that is still right in the rebuilding stages. Um, how did you feel about going to New York when you got drafted and what did you see your opportunity as for this team? Um, getting drafted to New York, I felt like it was the best per, it was the best possible scenario for me, I think. And it was because of the rebuilding area. 
because I'm technically rebuilding my game. Like I knew going into W, whatever I was doing in college was not going to work. It wasn't going to be effective. And most of the coaches let me know that whenever we did the beginning of the year meeting. So it, I knew that it was going to happen. And I was just hoping that the staff that I got drafted to was willing to, you know, help or willing to sit and sulk for a little bit. And it was really me like that was rushing it. And I was like, that was the beauty behind everything. They were like, Didi, it's a process. Be patient, be patient. And I'm like, how are y'all this patient? Like, I can get cut any second. Like we don't have enough spots for me to be patient is my mindset. So it was, I was really lucky to get drafted here um, with Walt, Dustin, um, Shelly P and Eric, Jackie. I was really lucky that they kept me here. Yeah. And I mean, not to mention the, the outside stuff that, piques your interest with fashion and everything we can, we can come to that later because we'll, we'll definitely plug your new stuff uh my wife is going to make me uh buy her a sweater from there for sure uh, and and i'm and i'm not mad about it i, I just got to make sure you know i gotta hit i'm sure it's probably like a hundred dollar thing to get free shipping gotta take advantage um happy wife happy life you know that's right happy wife, happy that's right life. that's right you know only been married two months and it's uh it's something Congrats! Uh, thank you. Congrats from Dee Dee Richards. You know that's uh that's big. I'll tell I'll tell her today when we get back in the car. Uh, so, you know, second year, uh, you have some college teammates in the league that you're probably obviously excited to see, like when you do play against them. But uh, maybe outside of them or including them, who are you most excited to play against? Um, most excited to play against. I I like Seattle. And not on like a, I want to beat them level. Of course I want to beat them, but yeah. it's like, this the GOAT. You got Stewie on the, on the court. And I, I think Seattle kind of brings out the best in our team because we all want to compete. And I think Seattle brings out the best in every team because it's freaking Seattle. You're running against Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd, Stewie. You know what I mean? So I always enjoy playing against Seattle, whether we win or lose. I mean, that kind of sucks if we lose, but I always do enjoy playing against them. Yeah, those back-to-back games, I think y'all played them back-to-back last year. Like, uh, one of the games totaled, like, over 200 points. It was crazy. Uh, Literally. Like, so back and forth, but uh, we're looking forward to that then. Now I know. (laughs) For sure. Um, We're going to transition a little back to your college days with the Baylor Bears. Um, Speaking of my girl and my team, Dijanae, I just, we just really want to ask, like, flat out, did she get fouled in the Elite Eight game? Oh, my God. It's the fact that you are asking that question. Yes. Like, it was evident. Like, I think even the ref, like Coach Mulkey said, came and apologized for missing the call because it was it was a terrible foul. And what made it worse is my biggest pet peeve with refs that I feel like they think, like, it's okay. Like, you can't call something one way for seven minutes and then change your whole game the next the last three minutes. No, yeah. that's not how it works. Like, you can't all of a sudden swallow your whistle if you've been calling it the whole game. And I think that was the problem. If you go and watch that game right now, Dijanae did the same thing three times in a row. Then the fourth, she, the third, three times, she was going to the fifth line, going to the fifth line, going to the fifth line. That's how we were scoring. Fourth time, she goes what was working, which was going to the goal. So now, you no, no, ma'am, you cannot swallow that whistle after you just called all those things. No, that that's like, it wasn't even controversial, in my opinion. That was just a terrible, a terrible call. 100% agree with that. I think the only thing controversial is the opponent that you had 
and and people just happen to swallow the whistles against this opponent. I'm clearly I'm biased, but I'm just like every time I expect it, I expect for there to be a no call when you are playing against this team and it to be like crucial. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, first episode of the podcast, we're making uh, a lot of enemies already with a, a certain Northeastern college community. That's okay. <laughs> we're uh, we're rocking the vibe. I mean, I, I remember that game because like that was one of like those explosive Twitter moments in women's basketball. Like you had Arika That's stuff. Arika yeah. stuff was like you know awesome. Everyone was like you know so joyous, but like people were so angry. And uh, I mean, I remember watching it, being like, "Wow, that happened." Uh, that's not cool. Uh, <laughs> they they really did not call this foul at the end of the game because I mean that, that's when you expect people to be on their best, especially you know you talked about holding refs accountable. So right, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, speaking of Kim Mulkey, uh, did you get any fashion inspiration from her, good or bad? She's fire, right? She's fire. She's like, she was super. Um, what's the word? like she did not care you know first off she does not pick up her outfits that is Jen her assistant mm. and coach Monkey is literally sitting there and she goes look what Jen has me wearing today I'm like do you even want to wear that she goes mm. I mean so she like she doesn't pick it out so it was just exciting to see all the different shimmers all the different colors I'm like this is what I looked forward to every game was watching what she was gonna wear <laughs> That's like the pregame conversation in the locker room. Like, will she have on the razzle-dazzle stilettos or will it be the suit today that surprises us? <laughs> and it was always so – her play on colors is so brilliant. It's really mm. brilliant. Okay, shout-out to Jen. I didn't know that. So I'll have to um, see if I catch a run-in to her at a Final Four one day or something. Jenny, Jen, Jen. Tell her <laughs> to send you wherever she goes. <laughs> I love that. Um, Want to transition now to ESPNW Summit. Saw that you were a part of that just yesterday. Uh, one of my favorite events of the year. A couple of my mentors are always a part of it. Um, and I just want to ask you how your conversation was. Um, it was about being a world-class athlete. You were with your teammate, Sabrina Inescu, Olympic gold medalist, sprinter, Kendall Ellis, uh, and Sarah Spain hosted that, uh, the Sarah Spain. Uh, and so really just wanted to ask how that conversation went. It went, it went really good. I mean, I hate that. I hate to say this. This is my first time hearing about it and being on it. So it was a really great experience for me. And I, in the future, will, you know, kind of like participate, hope to be in it a lot more because it was very educational, good networking um, experience for me. And I got to share my story and hopefully gain some more fans to the W, you know, so it was a all in all great experience. Um, Kendall's amazing. I know Sab. So she made me feel a lot comfortable. And then the Sarah Spain, like you said, she's just, she makes you feel like, you know what you're talking about when I don't. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you for whatever you just added in there. Cause it made the whole room laugh. And I didn't even know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's what hosts are supposed to do. They're supposed to make you feel comfortable and make you laugh and make you look really, really good. Yeah. I mean, and because of that, we'll definitely plug, include the link to uh, the new collection of clothes and, and items. And I just want to know, like, you know, you being interested in fashion, were you like involved in the creative process, the design process with all of that? Absolutely. And I think that was like the biggest part about this was like, I wanted to be athleisure because that's what I'm wearing 24 seven, which is sweats, hoodies, crew necks. That's, that's me. So 
I kind of wanted to be that I knew that and they were very open on like showing me the first batch of things and I came and I saw it and I was like it's so right and they're like you don't love it I'm like I don't love it it's, it's, it's something about it I don't love you know so they were really patient with me because I was I'm very picky um I'm yeah. very particular with what I want to wear so I don't want to just put people in just anything and so whenever I was coming up with the things that I wanted to come up with they wanted everything to appeal to the fans which I get like to put a DD on a shirt sure put me on a shirt but would I wear that yeah I was like will I wear that and then I saw it and then I'm like definitely I'm gonna wear her <laughs> the character is amazing so I just hope that the fans also love and the clothes are comfortable and any feedback I would greatly appreciate you know so if if you don't like it, then tell me and tell me why you don't like it so I can be better next time. Yeah, I'll make sure to tweet at you my, my wife's full review. Uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully it's five out of five stars. Hopefully. Yeah, and I, I love the, the I Love New York hoodie too. Like the, the different change on that. I got to get that for myself. No big deal. Absolutely. <laughs> I That was my biggest thing. I wear all men's clothes. My boyfriend is always like, did you get this from the men's tech? I'm like, absolutely. I definitely got it from the men's section. So I wanted everything. It was so hard for them to understand that I wanted everything either unisex or everything men and they're like Diddy what about women I said that's what scissors are for you cut it into a crop top everything I have is man's shirt cut into a crop top they're like Diddy no we need it so there's women but there's also unisex so it was like it was a battle for the longest so cool I love that for you. Um, I, I I thought you were going to say that your boyfriend thought, is that my hoodie that you're wearing? Oh. And, not, and not from the men's section, because I've definitely had that a few times. Like, yes, I stole this. Didn't think you would recognize. Uh, and I Sorry, don't you did. I'm going to say <laughs> Right. <laughs> really, it looks better over here. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Um, well, you know, talking about fashion, just want to wrap this up. Is there anything else that you want to get further into, whether it's designing, whether it's modeling, you know, we talked about, obviously you're in New York, the fashion capital of the world. Uh, and that is kind of your essence, um, as a fashionista. So is there anything else that you want to get into? Absolutely. There's a lot of things I want to, you know, kind of venture out in. And I kind of hate, I love that I am more than an athlete, but I hate that we as women have to be more than an athlete to even get recognition. And, but I like to take that as far as I can. And that, if that's me modeling, me in cosmetics, me in hair, I, I'm saying those things because that's kind of what I want to get into. And so I'm just, you know, waiting my turn and, you know, sitting back and observing a lot that's going on. It, like I said, I'm in New York, so it's easy to do that. And it's a lot of different outlets for me to do that. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm hoping that I can really get into it and one day have my own maybe hair brand because y'all know I like to have my hair done. <laughs> That was my my final question. What's the game day hair for this Saturday? Can I can you like a little tease? You know, you know, I have to have the puff for the first yeah. game. I have to. Oh yeah, got to give the fans <laughs> what they want. Like they would have hated me, and I almost, <laughs> I almost did it. Like I was sitting here, like I'm about to get my hair done, and literally, it was my boyfriend. He's like, "What do you mean you getting your hair done?" I'm like, "I'm about to get, I'm about to get some weaving." He's like, "No, you're not." You play Saturday, the puffs. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. It's so right. The power so, puffs, forgot the puffs. No, I forgot I don't the power it. puffs. You can I don't never believe it. The power puffs. Never. 
I will say I love them. My mother said to me um, a couple years ago, she's like, that girl that plays for Barreler with the pup, her hair is so cute. And I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. And it is. Mine's not long enough yet, but we will get there. I'm telling y'all, go look at, don't, I don't ever tell people this. Go look at my freshman year Baylor puffs. Uh, I, I told them to discontinue every freshman year picture of me at Baylor because it's so bad. Uh, girl, it's just about patience. It took a good four years. <laughs> awesome. Well, Didi, thanks so much for hopping on. We really appreciate yeah. you being our first guest on Dice It Up. We wish you the best of luck this season. Yes. Stay healthy, stay ready. Looking forward to all of the hairdos and all of your success. Thank y'all so much. Thank for you. Having. Good luck with the rest of the show, though. Absolutely. Do it again in person sometime. Absolutely. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.